All right, everybody, thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else and what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and featured titan today, all the way from sunny California, Christina Blue. Christina, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you. I cannot wait to dive in. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm so honored and thankful to be on the show and excited. This is great. And and truly, I can't wait to really just dive into the series of questions, get everybody to understand who you are as a person, as a professional, and really tons of value adds and takeaways to real estate business. So I guess without further ado, Christina, let's just jump in if you're all right. All right. Well, thanks so much for having me, Greg. This is exciting. Um, As you mentioned, my name is Christina Blue. I've been in the business for a little over eight years. I started off working with a high-end developer. We built high-end homes in the beach cities. So that's my background, which really gives me kind of a competitive edge because I know how to help my buyers reshape their home, which is exciting. Agreed, agreed. Um, And then after three years in the business, I broke away as a solo agent, joined Keller Williams, and I'm now, you know, part of the top 20% in our company. Hmm. Um, I... Very excited. I am the cultural ambassador of our region, which is the biggest accomplishment. Um, I'm very, very honored to have that title. Hmm. Um, And that just basically means, you know, bringing culture to our office, to our company, making win-win deals. Um, I'm also a part of our agent leadership council. Okay. And, and being a part of the mentor program as well, which I help run. Um, I absolutely love mentoring new agents. I've got 14 of them now under my Mm. wing and it's one of my favorite things so much so that I actually created a 13% group where I do personalized coaching for um, all agents across the country. So yeah, and I travel around and I teach classes. I have several classes that I teach. I teach a social media class and an open house class Mm. and I'm working on a buyer consultation one as well. And just recently, I started a team. <laughs> the okay. Blue so just a little bit of, of things in that lineup of amazing <laughs> right there, Christina. No, no, no. This is really great. And, and going into it, obviously, you're, you're super knowledgeable and, and just sharing all that wealth and, and, and real success out to the masses, mentoring people and constantly educating, growing. Um, you had mentioned 13% group. How do people find that? Where is that at? Um, that sort of thing to really just dive in. And if you could share a little bit about the group, that'd be great too. Sure. So the 13% group, um, it's literally just 13% and it's a group. It's a private group. You can feel free to message me for access. It's a small group. I do live webinars on there for my classes. I also do personalized coaching. So my phone number's on there. If you want to hop on a call with me and you're in New Jersey and you want to know, Hey, what open house ideas do I have? Or you want me to help analyze your business? That's my passion. Eventually I want to move to just really um, coaching based business. Hmm. Um, But right now I just, I love it. I love hopping on a call with new agents or even experienced agents and just helping them bring their business to the next level. That's huge. And again, giving and constantly just sharing that information to the industry to make everybody just to that next spot. Mm -hmm. Um, It's huge. And it shows a giving heart for sure. I I, want to segue into this next portion, Christina, because on that note, all the stuff that you do and everything you're giving back and, and the notes that you hit in your real estate business, your communities, what's your why? I mean, what drives you, motivates you, what gets you excited every day out of bed to do what you do to the level you do it at? That is such a great question. 
Um, so my big why is time. Okay. It's kind of funny because when I have new agents that tell me that, oh, I want to join real estate because I have, you know, I want to be in charge of my time. And I'm like, you have the freedom to work all the time. Right. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when you reach a certain point in your business, you do have more time. You have control over that time. You have, you know, people on your team to help out. Um, when I broke away, um, after my first three years and I broke away to be a solo agent, um, about a month later, my husband was diagnosed with stage four leukemia and lymphoma oh, and everything changed for me because mm -hmm. before that, you know, I would be the one that's hanging out with him, but have my laptop open and just constantly, I could easily be a workaholic and push, push, push. And, um, just everything in my mind shifted at that point. And I realized I just want to be with him and I want to work to make ends meet. And I didn't want to have, you know, grow this huge company. I wanted to be in control of my time. And that was important to me. And if, if my husband wasn't feeling well and I just wanted to stay home with him, I don't want to explain it to anyone. Right. I just want to be able to do the things that, that I want to do with my time that are more important than business or anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and, and that just totally shifted everything. So that's what pushed me to, I said, one day I want to have enough financial income to be able to do that and not have to make a choice whether to stay home with him or, you know, keep pushing forward. Wow. And that's what drove me. Um, and then now thankfully he, it was a four year protocol. So he mm. had chemo for four years. Um, but we just celebrated a year and a half of no more chemo cancer. He's perfectly healthy. Praise the Lord. Love that. Um, which is very exciting. And so, uh, but I still kept that, you know, I still want to be able to, I mean, we just got back from Kauai cause we're on our baby moon. So I'm pregnant. Oh, congrats. Um, That's yeah, great thank news. You. Thank you. A uh, little miracle baby. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I was able to do that you know, because I, I had worked so hard to create the lifestyle that I want and create the business that I want. I still work a lot, but I have boundaries. And so my biggest why is, is time is mm. time to be able to, to spend it how I choose. I'm very heavily involved in our church and a bunch of ministries, and I don't want to sacrifice those things. Mm. So that's what gets me going every day because I think, you know, I need to push forward to keep that lifestyle. That's wow. really important to me. I don't ever want to be in a position where financially I have to make a choice whether mm. to spend time with my child or, Oh, but I have to go make, make ends meet or, you know, things like that. So time, time is my big why. Uh, you know, Christina, I love the fact that you mentioned that. And there's so many uh, beautiful things uh, about your husband and, and your future child and, and your, your community involvement with your church and, and really providing that ability to have the balance. And mm -hmm. the real estate industry will allow you to do that if you set those boundaries, as you said. A lot of producers and especially a lot of the top producers, that's a really tough thing to do. It's a tough yeah. thing to balance. And what happens is a lot of time that they generate, they dump that back into their business. And so they don't free up any real time for anything else besides it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I love the fact that you're setting that standard. You're really explaining to everybody who's watching and listening, like, look at Christina, look what she's doing. She's mm -hmm. there and she's doing it. So there's no excuses. I mean, if you want to do that, you can, uh, it just takes a lot of willpower, right? And, and determination. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely, I, I weigh everything according to my big why. So every client that I'm about to take on, I literally look at it. This is my big why. Is this person going to coincide with this or is this not? And I'm okay with saying no to business and just getting a referral fee. So I literally look at every choice that I make, every decision, every, every business opportunity gets aligned with my big why and says, does this help my big why? Or is this taking it away? Hmm. And so there's really awesome opportunities that I've passed on 
because I'm like, this is not part of my big why. There's awesome titles that I could have had, you know, <laughs> that I'm like, sure. this is not part of my big why. This is going to pull me away. Wow. So. Yeah, that's huge. That speaks for itself. And again, diving deep into Christina, this is exactly <laughs> what we want to do and everybody getting a little um, input into that. So I want to dive um, into a different question. And this is actually a crowd pleaser for anybody who's tuning into the series, whether they're listening or watching right now, they want to learn from the Titans and how they've grown and scaled their business to where they're at today. So Christina, I know you are a huge wealth of knowledge and this could be just an episode in and of itself. <laughs> so whatever you're comfortable sharing into this point, if you could look back at your career thus far and pick or choose one or two things you added to your business that took it from one level to the next, what's mm -hmm. that look like for you? Yes. Um, actually it's the two classes that I teach. So social okay. media and open houses. And that's why I created those classes. Love it. Um, <clears throat> open houses, just bringing them to another level that, um, you know, long gone are the days where, you know, the agents just sit on their laptop and a lot of people are teaching, a lot of agents are teaching actually that use it as your office, hmm. bring your laptop to open houses and, and relax and, you know, hope two people come in. Right. Um, I teach a nine hour marketing plan. So it's um, very yeah. intense. This is not just a passive way to hope people come in. Wow. Um, my open houses, I just did one last weekend. Uh, I think there was about 350 people that came through from Saturday to Sunday. I love that. On average, everyone else is getting 60, right? Mm -hmm. So pushing and I layer my business, right? So always constantly pushing to the next level. Hmm. The other thing, what really made a huge difference is social media. Okay. So I am not a millennial, although I believe I'm on the cusp, okay. but I argue that I'm not a millennial. <laughs> That's right. 36 years old. And I think they say that I am, but I'm it's not. like, it's like right there. I, it's, it's right I think there. it's 35. Four? I don't know, but I don't, I don't know. Want, not a millennial. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I, my lead gen sources were door knocking and that's mm. what I was doing. I was constantly door knocking okay. and I track my business. I'm a tracker. Mm. So I knocked on 1,137 doors. Wow. I got three leads, mm. zero clients. Mm. Okay. Um, but I kept tracking cause this is what I wanted to do. And I thought I was good at it. Right. When I looked back at my business and I looked, all of my leads are coming from social media. I argued it forever because I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't know social media. I don't understand it. You have to like take a picture of the food you're eating and then post it and then think <laughs> of something funny to say. Uh, I don't, I don't want any of that. Sure. Um, but it came time in my business where I had to stop fighting it and just go where the people are more accepting of me. Mm. And so I switched gears and I dove really deep into social media mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about just hanging out. I'm talking about, I do webinars. I'm constantly researching it. Um, that's my sphere. That's my door knocking sphere. Right. So, um, I take it very, very seriously. I'm authentic and true and real, but I'm also mm -hmm. very strategic with how I post, what I post and when I post. So doing that, um, focusing on social media and trying different things, um, specifically, uh, doing videos. Okay. I did short videos. So this is what changed my whole business. Hmm. Everyone says social media, you've got to do like 30 second videos. I do four minute videos. Okay. And which is against the norm. And hmm. I do easy to understand real estate terms. Okay. So my very first video was about, uh, escrow. What is escrow? Mm -hmm. And I took money and I took keys <laughs> and I said, what do you do? If this person gives this, this person has both vice versa, but escrow <laughs> does this. And it was awesome. really easy to understand. And it was terms that people, I, I acknowledge that 
um, or I recognize that nowadays everyone can Google, right? Sure. But when you type in what is escrow, it's not still not very clear. Correct. And so by me just explaining it in an easy way for my potential clients to understand, my business went through the roof. Everyone was like, wow, she can explain these things to me. Like, that's awesome. You'll educate. I got a ton of first time buyers, Hmm. um, a ton of first time sellers from it. And that's, that's really what changed my business. Okay. And and I love the fact that you tackle it in, in two different ways. Obviously you're talking about open houses and you're talking about, you know, digital door knocking, if you will, but really implementing the highest forms of social media and digital aspects and not just as you said, hanging out. And I think that's important for, for people to take away and understand is if you're going to want to make these things work, you have to do it to a higher level, a higher standard. You can't just do what everybody else is doing. You're going to get the same results. So with that being said, I want to backtrack on the open house scenario. So a nine hour sort of class that's going through and all these things. Can you give us just a little bit of information on that? I mean, just some takeaways from the open house standpoint to start with. Sure. Um, So first I always suggest partnering with another agent. It splits that nine hour marketing plan for you, or you can double it. Now you have 18 hours of marketing. Um, So that's super important for safety. Also, it's just more fun and you're kind of in the zone and you can, you know, piggyback on off of each other. Um, And it includes door knocking. It includes research spending an hour and a half researching the property, which sounds boring, but when you're standing there in an open house, you're representing the seller. Even though that's not your seller, you're representing the listing agent, the seller. You need to know what type of floors those are. You need to know everything about the property. Well said. And that's how you gain a reputation with the other agents. I have agents that call me and say, Hey, can you, or someone who's taking a class, hold my open house. And that's how you get that reputation. Hmm. So it involves that. It involves social media marketing Mm -hmm. strategically throughout the week, it's a build, right? Um, never do we do virtual walkthroughs mm-hmm. because that wasn't, then you don't have to come to the open house. I see right. agents do that all the time and I'm like, no, oh. show me a special feature, but don't like show it to me, you know? And then I'm intrigued and I want to come. Okay. Um, it includes, like I said, door knocking. It actually includes walking the property beforehand as well hmm. and determining your flow, determining how you're going to set up, how you're going to work. Um, you stand at the door, I stand here. How are we going to do this? Right. Mm. And it includes, um, uh, I mean, all of that. <laughs> it's a sure. lot. It's nine hours. No, no, but that's fantastic. Every week. Yeah. So I really suggest, um, I don't do two days of the open houses, um, because that's, that's just kind of a lot and your, your excitement for the open house, you know, kind of dwindles. So I usually do them on Saturdays and, Sometimes I'll do Sundays, whatever the agent wants. I'm talking about holding other people's open houses, mm-hmm. so other agents. So, um, yeah, but it's it's really just about about knowing everything about the house inside and out, being the expert of that house, being the expert of the neighborhood. And when you door knock, it's not just door knocking to invite people; it's also door knocking to get sellers, to get seller leads. People mm-hmm. forget that, and we think that we only are getting buyer leads. No, no, no. If you've done your homework about the house and you've been in that house and you know it and you go talk to a seller and you say, Hey, you know, this house like chop, you know, cut down that wall and they did this. Like, do you have that same? Oh, you don't. Well, let me come in and see. And you're building rapport. I will leave you with my favorite script. Oh yes. Um, and this is, uh, as soon as you've door knocked and you're walking, you're starting to walk away. You've invited, you know, the homeowner to the open house and you start to walk away. First, uh, one of my tidbits is I don't door knock the immediate area. Okay. I door knock 
an adjacent neighborhood hmm. because usually the open houses that I do, I'm not afraid of days on market. So if hmm. they've been on the market forever, I don't care. I guarantee I will bring a buzz to your house. Hmm. So, um, but those houses have all been knocked. So they're angry and they're annoyed. Right. <laughs> so, I, so I door knock an adjacent neighborhood who has no idea about this house. So when I start to walk away and I go, you know what, can I just ask you a question? Because I'm going to get asked so many times tomorrow at the open house. What is your favorite thing about this neighborhood? And I start mm. with the positive and they'll tell me whatever, which is great. Cause now I have market knowledge. They'll yeah. say, I love the pizza place. I'm like, oh, what do you order there? So now when I'm at the open house, I have actual like, will your neighbor say that the pepperoni pizza from here is great. And then I go, awesome. Okay. What's your not so favorite thing? Hmm. The ticket yeah. because they will say, oh, well, parking's kind of tough. And I go, well, I see that you have a two car garage, right? You get where I'm going with this? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Car garage with a driveway. Do you have extra cars? Oh, your son and daughter-in-law moved in. Oh, hmm. what's that like? And I move into a listing appointment. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> So that is a little tidbit for you guys. Okay. I mean, there's a ton of information inside there and huge takeaways to, you know, implement for your business all the way through and through. Now, uh, when it comes down to that though, Christina, we were talking before we went live, just a little bit about what we're all dealing with right now. Um, so when it comes down to the open house scenario, you had mentioned, and I fully agree, you know, it, it needs to be a teaser. You shouldn't be doing these full blown virtual showings and tours because then it doesn't give them an incentive to go. So that's best practices wrapped around our normal market. But right now there's a lot of professionals and consumers that are pivoting. So mm -hmm. would there be any advice speaking to the real estate professionals that are watching or listening to this now that are dealing with what we're dealing with uh, across the world um, and how to still accomplish, how to move forward and, and, and work with buyers and work with sellers and get it done? So any thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. So I know that a lot of, we, we obviously want to be sensitive to the sellers as well. Sure. Um, and then also to, to any buyers coming in. So there are, I've heard a lot of suggestions with still having an open house, but having, you know, sanitizer or um, people doing like virtual walkthroughs. That's great doing virtual walkthroughs. However, um, that's not personal mm -hmm. and we're missing that personal touch. Okay. Right. So what I plan on doing, I have a listing coming up next weekend. And what I plan on doing is we've, I've strategized with my team. We've gone over this. How can we bring this to the next level? Stay personal, but safe. Yes. <laughs> So uh, what I plan on doing is having a call in number. They will call me directly during the open house time. I'm going to have my whole team there and um, each person is going to get assigned uh, each open house guest. They'll call in or they'll text me and say, Hey, I'd like to do the virtual walkthrough and they will get their own agent assigned to them who can walk through the house with them, you know, on, uh, you know, virtually. And then that way that person can say, well, can you open that drawer? Or can you go a little slower or wait back up a little bit? So then it's just a, it's just a personal touch. And I haven't seen anyone do that. So that's mm -mm. my secret. <laughs> that, gosh, you know, you're sharing all this amazing yeah. stuff. Christina. There's so many people that are watching and listening. I, I, I think that when you're talking about that, I agree. You're, you're detaching yourself from a personal engagement interaction if you're just shooting it and, and putting it out to the world. But having them come out and say, I would love to schedule date. I want to see these things. And then you or someone from your team is having that personal touch, engaging, getting to know them just like they were physically there. Yeah. Um, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So it's going to be the same concept. You know, I'm going to say, okay, great. You know, here, 
um, I'll text them back and say, you know, Michael Farrell will call you, you know, or will call you back and at, you know, 115 and he'll make that call. He'll talk to them face to face a little bit, get to know them a little, just like we do at the front door. Hmm. And then he'll explain to them, okay, so I'm going to walk you around. Tell me what you specifically want to see. Let's go. Hmm. So I will have a, um, a video shoot as well of the house, but those aren't, those, those aren't very practical. You sure. know, a video walkthrough isn't like a professional video walkthrough isn't exactly showing the house as it is. It's just right. the best light. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes those can be confusing. You know, you're outside, now you're in, now you're in the master. So I think that this is going to really bring it to the next level. Um, okay. And I'm excited to see how that works. Love that. And, and again, great ideas for everybody to take away, not just now, but obviously into the future, because what we're dealing with now, it, it's going to pass and, and we will mm -hmm. see, you know, our markets correct and, and, and consumer behavior correct. And, you know, we just got to give it the time that it's needed, but keep moving forward as Christina's doing and thinking about these brilliant ideas that we can implement to keep pushing forward for our buyers and sellers. This is great. So uh, I do want to shift gears into this particular avenue and go to a slightly different tricky question. And this one is okay. the challenge portion. So I lead into it with every Titan this way. I mean, Christina, we're all deal challenges in our lives, whether they're personal or professional in the past, now, or into the future, no one's exempt, but I'm a firm believer. It's not so much what happens, but what we learn and how we can really respond and share from, and that's not downplaying pain or sorrow personally or professionally, but really to learn and grow from it. So mm -hmm. if you're comfortable sharing a challenge or two, uh, that you overcame, that you came stronger, that you learned from, what's that look like for you? So <clears throat> this is getting a little personal. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I um, had a really rough upbringing. Um, I mean, I lived in 20 homes before I was in the age of 18. So I've had wow. a really, really difficult um, life as a child. And then I was emancipated at 16, which means I was, you know, legally on my own. Yeah. So that experience and that up type of upbringing, knowing that like, I, I just have to survive. Mm -hmm. There's no, um, fallback plan. Right. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people that come from, you know, great families, that's awesome. But you yeah. always know that you can go and make, make choices. And if it doesn't work, you have somewhere to go. You have a safe mm -hmm. landing place. Yeah. Um, for me, I knew that I didn't, and I just mm -hmm. had to succeed. I, there was no other option. Wow. So in every job that I've had since I was 16, I've made it to the top. Hmm. Right. Uh, my very first job, I worked at Red Robin. Okay. And I was 18 years old as a manager. You were supposed to be 21 to be a manager because wow. I can't enter the bar area. I'm huh. managing, but I can't enter the bar area. <laughs> right. But that's me. Right. So I just hmm. over succeeded, pushed forward because I knew there was no other option. Hmm. So as much as it's, you know, a tough upbringing, it really shaped me to just, there is no excuses push forward. Um, same thing with the economy, everything that's going on. There's no shut it down. Let's just not have a business. No, it's we keep moving, but we find creative ways to be successful and push forward. No excuses. Wow. So um, I hope that yeah, I mean, answers I, that question. <laughs> it really does, Christina. And, and first of all, thanks for sharing that. It's not easy to do. I, I know this is a very personal part of this particular series and interview, but that is a huge message out to the audience who's watching or listening to this right now. And really looking at it and we all feel that we have our own stories to tell and our own pains that we've gone through um, that we've overcome but again mm -hmm. to to really understand that the best of the best and the best and the brightest in the industry and the top producers they all have challenges too and, and again it's just kind of showing to everybody that look you know this is what Christina dealt with 
she exceeded the expectations, didn't let it drag her down, kept moving mm-hmm. forward and, and really became the person she is because of that. And mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's a mindset. It's, it's, a, it's a very motivating thing. Um, I never get tired of hearing all the different stories and all the different struggles because it just adds perspective into our lives. And mm-hmm. um, I think ultimately we should greatly appreciate who we are and what we have in our lives and just know mm-hmm. that somebody's been through something worse. And um, we just have to have that perspective. And I think we'd all be a little bit more positive no matter what we're dealing with. <laughs> uh, so again, thanks for sharing that. It's not easy to do, but again, it shows your character and determination and why you do what you do to the level you do it at, Christina. This is great. Uh, so I do want to go to a softer question. This one is actually one of my favorites. Uh, it's the travel back in time question. Now, this is not designed in a way where you go back and change something because like we were just discussing, everything you went through made you who you are today. But if you could go back in time for any age range, any time frame, for whatever reason, and give your younger self a piece of advice or two, what would you say to young Christina? This is a tough question because like you said, everything that I've been through has shaped and molded me. And I thought long and hard about this. Okay. Um, I would say out of everything that I've experienced, um, none of, I mean, every, everything that I've gone through, I'm so thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that one thing I would tell myself is to trust and believe in myself earlier. I spent three years mm-hmm. working with a developer because I was scared to go on my own. Wow. And um, I didn't think that, you know, uh, you hear this a lot in the business. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have enough money to go on my own. I don't have enough clients. I'm scared. Um, it, there came a point of time where I just had to believe in myself. And go, you know what? I can make it and I can do it, but I didn't need to be there for three years. Hmm. I have a great, I, I'm very thankful for the opportunity that I have and learning the whole underbelly part of the business, right? Learning sure. how to build houses and all of that, which is great. But I really could have broke away a lot sooner um, sure. and started my business, but I was scared. Hmm. I was scared that I wouldn't succeed. I was scared that I didn't know enough or have enough money. Um, and then of course breaking away and then my husband and my business kind of tanking. I was like, ah, right. see, uh, <laughs> I literally uh, broke away in February and he was diagnosed in April. So mm. I was like, Oh my goodness. Wow. Um, but we made it, we survived. And mm. you know what? Um, it, the people that I surrounded myself with was awesome. I just have to share this that one of my high end clients, um, as soon as they found out my husband was diagnosed, they actually wrote me a check for all of a a whole year of expenses. Client, one of my high-end clients, yeah. Um, Just to bless us and just so that we could just kind of keep trucking forward and not have to worry about finances. So really it's it's who you surround yourself with, you know? And and if I would have believed in myself years before and knowing that if I'm making that kind of impact on my clients, you know, um, that would feel so compelled to do something so generous like that, what would have happened if I would have broken away two years earlier? you know, and where would I be now? Of course you can't, you know, play that game, but that, that's how I would answer that question. That's what I would tell myself is just do it. Just make the jump. I tell new agents that all the time when you're playing in this limbo game, you're not fully in, you know, but just jump, believe in yourself, work really hard and go and see what happens. I, I think that that's beautiful advice. And, and again, I, I love this question because we don't, we can't go back. Right? We wouldn't want to change anything anyhow, but this is stuff that we can implement now. These are decisions mm-hmm. that we can help affect our future. And anybody who's watching or listening, myself included, can really take that advice to heart. And if you really have a passion and you believe and, and there, there's something there, there's a burning desire to, to do more, to do something else, but there's fear behind it, 
there's never a right time. You can always have more money. You can always have more knowledge. You can always have more relationships. Not to say that just to go into things blindly and, and just ill-advised, but if you've done it and you've been there and you have that burning desire and you know your work velocity that you're going to take the time and see it through, then do it because you, you're just, you're hurting yourself. You're, you're not helping anybody in the end, end game. So I think that's huge advice, really, truly. Thank you. And I will also just add um, <clears throat> the people that are hungry work harder. Yes. <laughs> so I will say that when I, when I finally made the jump, um, guess what? I was talking to everybody in the grocery store line about my business because I mm. don't have any money. <laughs> and I, <laughs> right. need, I, mean, I don't have a business. So whereas before when I had that, you know, consistent income, I was like, uh, this is kind of awkward. Um, but I, I tell all of my agents all the time that if you've got that full-time job, you're at a disadvantage mm. because you don't have to do the grind. You don't right. have to go and get outside of your comfort level. And that's what really changed me when I finally made that choice. I, I, I had to. I didn't have any other choice. I've got to, you know, be in the grocery store handing out my cards saying, hey, if I can help you, let me know. So wow. that's actually my first client came from standing at, at one of the grocery stores. I absolutely love that. And again, I know there's so many professionals that are watching or listening to this right now and they're saying, yes, this is exactly what people need to hear. And these are the examples that people need to see to, to know that you can do it. And, and you mm -hmm. put the work, you put the time and the effort, you can make things happen. And um, there's just so many naysayers and so much negativity out there. And this is all about positive nature. We're really trying to bring it up a notch. So <laughs> uh, Christina, this is great. Now I want to go into the second crowd pleaser of the series and interview. And we're almost done. We've got a couple of questions left. This is the feeding of the mind question. Now this one is any form or fashion as to how you're feeding your mind with books you're reading or read, podcasts you're listening to, influencers, coaches, Anything out there that you're really consuming that's feeding your mind? What's that look like for you? Mm -hmm. um, that's a great question. So first and foremost, um, my Bible, I read it every single day. That's Very the good. most important book um, that I have. And um, that feeds my mind, gets me in the right perspective mm -hmm. um, to really uh, just be able to set the tone for my day. Okay. And um, also I listen to Titans, Titans oh, podcast. Cool. Um, I love cool. listening to everyone's stories and just getting their little nuggets. Um, it's really awesome. Also Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, I follow him a lot. I love his analysis of marketing and the different social media tips and like which direction to go to. Hmm. Um, I get a lot from him. Also, huge shout out to Rachel Adams. She is a KW agent in uh, Northern California. I don't know if you've ever had her on, but you I, should. She's incredible. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she is, she teaches a lot of social media classes. She has a coaching program. She's pretty huge. And um, she just, uh, I've learned a lot from her, a lot hmm. from her, um, the way that she does business. So I definitely suggest you guys follow her. Yeah. For um, sure. And then outside of that, I'm just constantly searching for new ideas. So I just literally Google in, you know, YouTube, social media, real estate, or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, I, I keeping current matters is really important to me. Um, if you guys are following that, so you can really know how to talk to your clients about the real important stuff that's going on. I just actually this morning was, um, on lab code, lab code agents is another one. Oh, yeah, um, I was sure. just on lab code agents who was interviewing someone from keeping current matters. Mm -hmm. And that was really helpful to be able to discuss what's going on in the climate with our clients. Hmm. 
That's huge. And, and again, I mean, when you're talking about lab code agents, I want to definitely shout out to Tristan and Nick. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Tristan is a fellow Titan out there and for sure. And I'll have to Yay. definitely look up uh, the yes. individual that you mentioned. Um, Rachel and, Adams. Yeah, Rachel Adams. I'll, I'll definitely reach out. Rachel, if you're watching, I'll be reaching out to you. <laughs> Um, any recommendation for Christina is good on my book, but uh, yeah, I just, uh, I think that that's huge that you're really uh, looking at it from a diverse standpoint to constantly generate just thought process and different perspectives and how to really improve your business and, and improve your thought process so that you make things happen to a higher level. Um, constantly learning, constantly growing is it. And, and that's a common thread throughout this entire series. I mean, we're on episode 162. And so just so many Titans have really just absorbed as much knowledge as possible but in another realm the best of the best and you're there christina they share so much information so you're constantly learning but you're constantly sharing to others and, mm-hmm. and helping others grow and and again that inspires me and hopefully everybody out there that's watching or listening to this because this is great stuff but um i definitely am going to put links in the comments down below so everybody can feed their minds and follow along just the same way that christina is doing or at least attempt to but uh, Christina, I can't thank you enough again. This has been chock full of just incredible takeaways, really actionable items that top producers and professionals can utilize. Or if you're starting out and really just trying to grow and scale your business, this is huge, huge stuff. Um, but I do want to finish up with a final question. Okay. This one ends up being a quote or mantra that sums you up uh, as a person, as a professional. What's that look like for Christina Blue? So my um, tagline in the blue real estate group is real estate with integrity. Hmm. And that comes from Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. Hmm. So that's how I run my business. Um, Everything I do aligns with that verse. I'm working for the Lord. I'm not working for men. So that Mm. helps me to push harder when I don't want to do it anymore or when people are being annoying or the other side is being rude. Um, It's okay. That's not what it's about. I'm here Mm. for my clients and this is a job that I was hired to do. And there's been lots of times that I've had to do both sides because you're just not doing your work and that's okay. I do it with a smile on my face because my job is to sell the house. Hmm. And whatever it comes, whatever struggles, same thing with what's happening in the industry right now, I can shut down whatever struggles that are going to come. And my Facebook or my um, open house idea may be kind of weird and I'm going to try it out, but you know what? I'm working into the Lord. This is the job that I was hired to do and I'm going to complete it. Hmm. So um, maintaining a positive attitude, maintaining that strive to push forward and do what I was hired to do with a positive attitude, making sure my clients remain calm. And then I'm not all, you know, emotional. So many agents can get so emotional. I'm like, this is not your house. <laughs> right. Relax. <laughs> your yeah. job is to make everybody calm and you're losing your mind. <laughs> oh so um, I definitely, that's, you know, a lot of people have like, they do like self-talk or, you know, um, things like that, which is great for me. I pray. I pray that I would just be calm and have wisdom and guidance right before I go into a meeting um, and that I would be able to, to speak clearly and really give uh, my clients the best advice that I have for them. Wow. I mean, that incredibly sums you up as a personal professional in, in my mind and anybody who knows, loves and respects you. <laughs> uh, I know that that's hitting at home. And uh, 
you know, you definitely spoke clear today, Christina. I mean, your information was just through the roof, up to the moon and back. It was incredible. I stuff. prayed beforehand. <laughs> yes, it worked. It worked. But um, hey, thank you so much, Christina. You are an official real estate titan, so I have to tell you that. This is incredible. But um, thank you so much. It's just an honor to have you on the show. And um, everybody out there, as always, thank you so much for your time and attention, your love and support. Um, I do want to give a big shout out to our sponsor for today's episode, Lionbolt Media. If you're interested in growing scale in your business digitally, please visit lionboltmedia.com for more information. We are live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon here at the Real Estate Titans, and we have a different Titan in a different location. We'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. See you, Christina. Bye.